All right, and we're back. We're back with another episode of the Forgotten Outdoors podcast. Um, we're excited today. We're going to be answering a listener's question, kind of doing a deep dive on footwear and what we're wearing when we're in the mountains hunting. Um, so we're excited. We're just going to jump right into it. As always, we invite you to subscribe if you're listening to this on YouTube. Um, and if you're following us on any of the other programs, then we would invite you to maybe jump onto YouTube to watch um, and see what kind of boots we're talking about today. Yeah, it'll be a fun episode. We'll kind of see how it goes. We were talking earlier when we we're like, oh, what do we want to talk about? We have some questions that people have asked. Like, do we do we think we can do a whole episode on boots without it being like <laughs> super boring and technical? And I think we can. I mean, footwear is such a, a key part of really any outdoor adventure. Um, especially if it's going to be an extended period of time. Well, and before we even started this up or before we started recording, we were kind of talking about it. And Ben, just to, I guess just summarize kind of what you were talking about, your experience in the Marine Corps. Yeah, so that's one of the big things in the Marine Corps is making sure your feet are healthy. Because, I mean, if you your feet aren't healthy, if you can't hike, if you can't, you know, hump up a mountain, you know, with all your stuff, you're, you're worthless pretty much. <laughs> um, it's, it's even a joke in the Marine Corps, um, that it's such a common thing to like check your feet and make sure that you're changing your socks and doing all that, that anytime anyone has any kind of an injury, it could be a bullet wound and the medic's going to come over and give you like ibuprofen and change your socks. I mean, that's the, kind of the joke there, <laughs> but we would, you know, parts of infantry school and stuff, you know, where we wouldn't change our socks for a long time. We we're learning that whole game. We would peel our socks off sometimes and like half the sole of your foot would be like stuck grown in to your sock just disgusting you know just break off in chunks because you know your feet would be in such bad shape and yeah it, it affects you greatly so having good boots having good footwear and good you know care of your feet is going to be a game changer in the outdoors especially if you're wanting to get into you know big game hunting western big game hunting where that's most of you what it is lot. is hiking lots it's of hiking a ton of hiking <clears throat> so it's super important and this is something that I don't think that I am a master at um, where when it comes to to boots. You know, I try to take care of my feet, uh, but I would say that the majority of my experience with boots up to this point is going to be the mid-range boot. Um, even into some of the lower-end boots, I haven't spent, you know, 600 bucks on a pair of boots yet. At least hunting boots, I haven't. Right. And I think, um, I guess just kind of going back to healthy feet, um, I, something that's more relatable, I guess, to me is even just like doing the hikes when you're in Boy Scouts growing up. Yeah. I mean, you get a hot spot and, and I remember before we would go on hikes, all the scout leaders would say, if you start feeling like you have a hot spot coming on, let's stop, let's change socks, let's put on moleskin, let's do whatever we need to do to to kind of stop the situation. Um, and I remember sometimes I would be like, eh, I have a hot spot, not a big deal, I'll keep going. But then I would pay for it the next day when we're hiking again and my feet hurt. And so so I guess that just something to relate to. I'm sure everyone's been there. Um, so yeah, so we're excited. We're going to jump in and, and talk about what, what we use personally. And then we're going to talk a little bit about some of the other brands uh, that, that we've heard about and that have been recommended by other people based on just our research and just talking to others. Yeah. And it depends, you know, it depends what kind of boot you're going to be wearing on the conditions that you're going to be in. 
you're not going to want some 800 gram insulated Gore-Tex boot if all the hunting that you're going to be doing is in southern Utah, you know, when it's hot as heck outside and you're walking on sand and rocks all the time. I mean, right. that's not going to be the, the boot that you're going to be after. So it's really dictated by the climate that you're going to be in. Uh, it's a good idea to get something versatile if the weather's going to be versatile where you're at. Uh, like for us, I think that a good boot is something that's going to be six to eight inches tall on the ankles and something that's Gore-Tex. Right. I would not buy a hunting boot personally that's not Gore-Tex just because of the climate that we're in. And we're not even in a super rainy climate. No. And it's not like we're walking through rivers and streams all the time. We do, but not all the time. But every single morning in September when we're elk hunting, there's dew on the ground and a lot of it. Absolutely. And you hike for an hour or two in that thick dew. And if you don't have waterproof boots, those Gore-Tex boots, it's going to soak through. And then your feet are going to be wet the rest of the day. And that's when you get (laughs) blisters in those hot spots that Thomas was talking about. Yeah, for sure. So the good thing about what we're going to be talking about today is we are going to talk about kind of a beginner stage boot. I mean, you know, you know, Forgotten Outdoors, we're all about building confidence in the outdoors. So we know that some of you might be trying something out for your first time when it comes to hunting. And so we're not going to recommend you to go buy a $400 pair of boots if you don't know if you're going to love this sport. So um, I guess with that, we kind of wanted to jump in uh, with the first, I guess, type of boot that that we're going to talk about. So for me, um, this one, kind of like what Ben said, um, during the summer months. So this is like my... And if you guys aren't watching this on YouTube, it sucks. That's true. You yes, we're now showing visuals. boots. <laughs> But, but we'll talk about them. Yeah, we'll talk about them a little bit. So these are um, these are just a pair of Under Armour boots that I have had for a few years. Uh, like Ben said, they are six inch tall. Most of our, I think, all of the boots we have are six inch. Yeah, we, between six and seven. Maybe, yeah, maybe eight, but I don't think. Yeah. So, and I guess just I guess that's a good segue right now. So the height of your boot is really going to depend on your terrain. So like like Ben said. Earlier, we do some mountain hiking, but we're not in like that shale, uh, like mountain goat country. We're not hiking mm-hmm. straight up. We are hiking, so it's good to have some ankle support. But as far as, you know, getting that high, high eight inch, 10 inch boot, we just don't need that here. Yeah. So this, so That's this a is good, my summer. Yeah. Sorry to cut no, you off there. Good. You just had a thought that made me think of it. That's a good thought too is... If you're going to be in a little bit of uneven terrain, which is most of hunting, I think, yeah, you're going to want some kind of ankle support. So there's a lot of just backpacking, hiking boots out there that are awesome and comfortable, lightweight, and they might work great for you, you know, depending on your terrain. Just those low, underneath your ankle type boots, like a tennis shoe, um, but a little beefier and, and heavier. And I haven't found that to be the case for what we're in. No. Uh, you're going to... I, I would roll an ankle. I know that I would, and you get sticks and twigs and down there. So well, that's that's why we've kind of gone with this mid-profile boot, kind of around that six to eight inches. Well, and I would even say, like, even with the six inch, there have been a couple times where I'm like, ooh, that was close. Like, yeah. I've almost rolled my ankle. So if I hadn't had the even the six inch, I for sure would have rolled my ankle. So this one, um, this is one of your probably sub $100 boots. I mean, it's not crazy expensive. Um, I have had them for a few years, but I don't, I don't wear them all the time. I definitely don't wear them during my roughest hikes. 
um, of hunting. Usually this is like what I wear when I'm desert hunting. So it's pretty flat, but you're just walking on rocks. Um, but they're good. They're a good boot, but they're definitely not your high end, super high quality stuff. It, it does have Gore-Tex. Um, and the Gore-Tex has held up for me up until this year. This year I got my first like tear in these boots. So, um, this is, this is a good boot. This is a good boot for a beginner, but by no means is it my go-to during elk season. Yeah. It's, it's funny when we started talking about boots, um, Thomas was saying, he's like, yeah, I have these Under Armour boots that I talked about and I have a pair of Under Armour boots too, because you know, Under Armour is a really popular shoe brand for uh, sure. And I have a pair or two of Under Armour. And so kind of a segue into the hunting boots. Yeah. Let's, let's try some Under Armour. They've been good for me. And Thomas, you've had a pretty good experience with yours and I, I have not liked mine (laughs) at all. And I got, it's a different style of them. It's a little bit heavier boot, has a little bit of insulation in them. And they claimed that these were Gore-Tex and I, they just must've been, I don't know, not built very well because I, my feet get a little wet, you know, they kind of soak through they just don't feel very comfortable to me. I've had a lot of lot of blisters and a lot of those hot spots in this pair of boots more than more than a lot of others. So, and and that is a, a lower end boot. It is. It's it's going to be kind of your sub one hundred dollar range, which Thomas has had good luck with it. I haven't personally, and I haven't had very good luck with under a hundred dollar hunting boots personally, right. as far as comfort function and durability probably durability the most you know i've got i've had some 60 80 dollar pair of boots before and they were really comfortable you know they look cool whatever and they don't even like last you through hunting season before right. they pop a seam and you're leaking water through or something like that and i guess that that would be the other plug on on these ones um that i that i brought out i get cold in these boots so even though the um like the waterproofing works for these, um, in, you know, in my experience, if it's colder than like 50 degrees outside, I'm likely getting cold feet, which can ruin your day and makes you want to go back to a truck. So, um, definitely not recommended for anything with snow on the ground, anything cold, any of your later season hunts. Yeah. And this other one, it's, I think it's called their storm two or something. Um, it's, it's going to be kind of that mid range as far as heat wise. It's probably, I don't even know what it is. Boots, they go by gram insulation. Um, most of the time you'll see a 400 and like an 800 and then above that 400 is going to be those 50 degree, 30 degree type days. It's going to be probably one of your first levels of insulation that comes in a boot from what I've seen. Anyways, most boots are uninsulated. 400 gram, yeah. 800 gram, and then usually a thousand plus, and it can go up from there. And that's your really warm winter boots. So this is probably a 400 gram, going to be for you know your October hunting, probably for where we're at in Idaho. Right. And I guess just while we're on the topic of Under Armour, we were kind of doing a little bit of research before we started, and right now I'm I'm not seeing it. I'm not seeing either one of these options still available on their website. Doesn't mean you can't find them somewhere else. Um, but right now their main hunting boot that they are advertising, um, is their, their Cameron Haynes boot. If you don't know who Cameron Haynes is, he's, <laughs> he's, he's very popular in the yeah. hunting community. 
um, specifically with his archery hunting. And so Under Armour teamed up with him to create a boot, but now they're selling that boot for $300. So, I mean, my personal opinion, just looking at the boot, I mean, it, it has the BOA tightening system, which is great. I mean, that's, to me, that adds a lot of value to the boot because it's super convenient just to tighten up your shoe. Yeah. Um, and it does have the Gore-Tex, but outside of that, I feel like it looks very similar to the build of these two boots that we've shown. So, I mean, it makes me curious. I obviously, I can't say I've tried it out, um, but it makes me curious to know if it's a similar quality, just stamped with the Cameron Haynes brand um, or I guess name. But yeah. I mean, I don't want to make that assumption. Maybe there's people out there. If you've tried these Cameron Haynes boot, leave us a comment. Tell us what you think about them. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's kind of the name of the game when you're trying to get into gear in general. It's like, are you are you buying are you buying a quality item and you're paying for it or are you buying a name? Right. Because there's both in, in certain circumstances. Like, I we, we talk about Sitka. You know, we, we rep Sitka. The job that I have at Mountain Archery, you know, we're a big Sitka dealer. That's what I do for a job is I sell a lot of this gear. And personally, I think that you're buying gear. I think you're buying a level of quality that you don't find in a lot of other brands. But in the hunting industry and probably every industry out there, there are things that you're just buying name. For and I don't, sure. I don't know if these boots are those. We're not bagging on these Cameron Haynes boots. We've, we've never worn them. Just kind of our opinions of them, just viewing them is, it doesn't seem like they've done a lot more for that amount of money, right. you know, for that, for that jump in price. I don't know. I don't know if they're, they're great. So yeah, if you've, if you've tried them, um, let us know. Let us know. And that's, I think it's important to read reviews and, and I think people really try to be honest and kind of hash that out. So don't just go off of something that's expensive because it's going to be good Yeah. because it might just be a name that you're buying and you could get the same product for cheaper, but sometimes it's worth it. Okay. And that, um, I guess gets in, gets us into the next boot that we wanted to talk about. So this is my new ish i've had them i think this is my second season with them but these are now my go-to boots so these are the danners um they're a six inch profile uh mid profile and i really like these boots the one the only negative that i would say that comes with these boots is they are a little clunky so they they kind of have some weight to them um the soles are just thick on them and so for me it's worth it because even though they are a little bit heavy a little clunky they are very comfortable, and I have walked through plenty of streams with them, never gotten wet, and these ones will actually keep me warm up until basically a late-season whitetail hunt. I mean, basically, I can wear these all year unless I'm going to be hiking around in the snow and ice. Um, at that point, these would maybe get my feet cold, but I, I really haven't had any problems with them keeping my feet warm. I like these boots. They're comfortable. Um, these ones are... Price point, I think I spent, I got them on a sale, but I think normally they are about 160 bucks. So kind of like what Ben said, like right in that, I mean, right in that 100 to 200 range, sub $100, you're just probably not getting a high, high quality boot. I feel like at this point, you're kind of in the mid quality. So it'll last yeah. you a few seasons, might not last you 20 years by any means, but um, it's a really good boot. I really like it and it's just solid, just super durable and solid. 
Yeah, do you know the insulation on those? I don't. I'd be curious. I can look it up while you're talking about your next boot and see if I can find it. Yeah, because I have a similar boot to that, probably in quality. Um, It's made by Lacrosse, which you don't usually think of Lacrosse as like a hunting, like lace-up boot. Um, I didn't either. Anyway, I grew up with Lacrosse, like rubber boots. We call them pipe boots, irrigation boots. Um, And so we would... That's what I thought of lacrosse, and we're going to get into some insulated rubber boots by lacrosse. But this is a, a newer boot that they came out with called the Lodestar um, that I got at Mountain Archery, a good place that I work. And these boots are awesome. I they're like just over two hundred bucks. I think like two twenty, so kind of in that mid-ish range. Super comfortable boot. I wear these every day to work. <laughs> and they are Gore-Tex, which means my feet are starting to stink a little bit in them <laughs> because they're not super breathable. But they're not insulated or anything, but super, super comfortable. I think it took me like a week to break these in. Oh, no, we – so I got these boots, and Thomas was like, hey, we're going elk hunting in the morning. Do you remember this? Yes, yes. Yeah, and I was like, you know what? I shouldn't do this, but I'm going to try out these new boots. Yes. I'm excited about them. and. I'm going to rip my feet apart because I've done that before a lot of times where you get a new pair of boots and you go and hike a bunch and you regret it for a long time after that. But we, we hiked. We hiked a lot that day. We probably hiked, I don't know. A few miles for sure. Yeah, six miles maybe. Yeah. And some really nasty stuff. Maybe, I don't know, maybe eight miles. And a brand new pair of boots and I didn't even have a blister. So they broke in super easy. Um so yeah, they're really comfortable, durable, or uh, durability is kind of what I wanted to talk about. I don't know how durable they're going to be. I've had them for a year and there's some spots that I can see that they're like, oh, that might crack soon. I haven't had any like major mishaps with them yet, but I've probably been wearing them almost every day for, I don't know, four months now and they've held up pretty good. So I've been impressed with those boots. They're definitely not going to be your highest end boot, but... For something around 200 bucks, I think that you couldn't go wrong with, with a boot kind of like that. And what did you say that those are insulated? No. See, and I don't know. I'm not. I'm currently not finding anything on, on, on these Danner boots saying that they're insulated. Yeah. And, so I don't know. And it could just be... Just thicker, the, maybe? Yeah, the, the material. material, but they're not putting any kind of insulation in them. Right, and I mean, like, this one, I, I just, yeah, I just think that the material in... The build of it is just thicker, a little bit meatier. Yeah. And so it probably just protects my foot a little bit better. Plus, there's more room, so I can usually wear thicker socks if it's real cold. Yeah. And I think that that helps. But I think that Ben brought up a good point as far as breaking in your boots. Um, I do think that there are some boots, like the ones he talked about with the lacrosse, there are some boots that are going to kind of come in pre-broken. Like, they just are going to break really easy. But then there are others that may not do so. And I would say that (laughs) my Danners took two or three trips before I was like, okay, these are really, really comfortable. The first couple of trips, I kind of noticed that my, you know, my heel would start kind of hurting. It wasn't like I was getting a blister, but just achy. And I think it was just because it hadn't quite formed on my foot yet. But now I love them. They're really comfortable. So I, I think that that's just something to note. If you're going on a 20 mile deep backcountry hunting trip, you may want to make sure that your boots are broken in. But for what we do, um, we do hike a lot, but sometimes, or I would say most of our hikes usually around the like three, four miles. So it's not like you're going to be in a world of hurt if your, um, your feet starts hurting 
partway through your hike. Yeah. 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 And sometimes we, we get on some longer ones and you want to get broken in pair of boots for sure for some of those longer days. And some boots take a long time. So a popular boot at my work that a lot of the guys wear and sell a bunch of are Loa and Zamberlin. And Zamberlin's especially. These are get, getting into some of your higher-end boots, and I've heard only good things about these brands of boots and that they're awesome. I haven't pulled the trigger on any of them yet because they are going to be, you know, in your, I don't know. I mean, they're like 300 three, 400, 400 bucks. 400 you know, For that sure. kind of range. But they take a lot of breaking in, you know, a lot of breaking in before you should probably take them on a really long hike. So plan ahead, you know, don't do what I did with those lacrosses. I knew that we weren't going to hike crazy amounts that day, and I just kind of wanted to see how they did, put them to the test. But, yeah, getting into that upper echelon of boot, where you, I, I think it's probably you're getting into three to – to I mean, five hundred dollar range. Is yeah, probably. Like I'm seeing another brand that we kind of did some research on was Kenetrek, um, and I'm seeing right now that they've got a pair of six hundred dollar hunting boots. So, yeah. I mean, they're spendy, you know. Spendy. But like Ben, like Ben kind of mentioned, like this is this is the higher price point because you're getting the higher quality boot at this point. Um, but neither one of us have actually worn them, so we can't give a, a you know a user review on these. Yeah. But just look, even just reading their reviews, you can tell that people who wear them love them. Um, so it just is a matter of if if it's worth the price for you. Because, I mean, Ben mentioned Sitka gear. For us, that's worth the price point. Yeah. But it's 100%. it's expensive in the in the hunting clothing um, world. Yeah, it's about as expensive as you're gonna get. Yeah, pretty much. So it just kind of depends. I think that your comfort is. Um, important when you're hunting, especially if you're doing multiple day hunts. Um, and you know, boots are a part of that. Your clothing is a part of that. The reason why I personally like the, um, Sitka gear is because they have the layering systems. So you can stay comfortable in all the climates that you, um, are dealt. And I think it's probably the same can be said for these types of boots that are high end. Yeah. I mean, it, maybe it's a, Sounds like you're being a pansy, but I think that comfort is a huge part of it. Yeah. If if you've had a bad experience in the outdoors and you really think about it, most likely you were uncomfortable in some way. You were too hot. You were too cold. Yep. You know, the, the bugs were biting you. You were, you were sore in your legs. You know, you didn't sleep good. You had a knot in your neck. You're uncomfortable. Yep. I think that's really what most, I'm not going to say all, but I think most bad experiences in the outdoors come from some kind of discomfort. And I think that if you can alleviate that. Well, and I would even add um, avoidable discomfort because yeah. discomfort, I mean, like, yeah, hiking can be uncomfortable sometimes. You're in some right. rough terrain, but that's part of the, that's just part of the experience. Right. But you have your, you know, avoidable discomforts like what I think Ben is talking about as far as being cold, being hot. Um so yeah, I would just add that word in there just to clarify. Yeah, yeah, no, no, I totally agree. And I think that if you can avoid these discomforts, you're going to have a better experience. You'll I think that you'll be more successful at the endeavor. You'll stay out longer, which gives you better odds if you're hunting or better odds if you're fishing. For you'll sure. be out there longer, you'll be out there at times that other people won't want to be out there and you will be more focused on what you're doing. You won't be focused on how bad your feet hurt. 
you won't be focused on how cold you are and shivering and you can't even, you know, get your hand in the trigger guard and, and fire a round off because your fingers are so cold and stiff. I think that gear matters. I do. I, yeah. I think that good gear matters and avoiding those discomforts as much as possible. You're going to have discomfort. Discomforts. Yeah. It's going to happen. Your feet are still no, going to get you, sore. You've decided to enter the world of the animals, which is Rough. a brutal world. <laughs> they call it the wild, the wilderness <laughs> for a reason because... Yeah, it's it's rough. It is. So, you, yeah, you're going to experience certain amounts of discomfort. But I think that if you can avoid as much of it as possible, you're going to have a better experience. I, I don't think that many people just are masochists, cherish <laughs> the pain of going out there and having this terrible experience. I, I don't think so. Bring on the pain. Maybe, maybe that's not the right word to use here, but... But yeah, I just I don't think that that that's what people are wanting. You know, they might try to act tough and and think that that's what they want. But I think more people are gonna have a better time if they have good gear. And in this case, if you have good boots, you're you're gonna hike farther. You're going to be willing to go in in different places and and just have a better all experience. And I think I think that this episode is kind of opened up our eyes to wanting to talk more about gear. And more about you know how how to be comfortable in the outdoors, mm-hmm. um, but just this is kind of a random tangent. But I was watching Meat Eater, um, a Meat Eater episode this past week, and one of the things that I just thought was hilarious is he shot an animal. It was pretty late, right before dark, and he just yank he digs into his pack and pulls out this mummy bag, and just decides to sleep under the stars. Mm. And so I think you know at least tying it back to our avoidable discomforts um you know i'm sure that the i don't know what sleeping bag he used but i imagine it was an expensive one and i imagine it kept him warm all night even though he was not in a tent not protected by the or not protected from the elements and i think that that is kind of i guess where you as our listeners can kind of go with the information we're giving you is you can spend as little or as much money as you want find out what what kind of level of comfort you need for your outdoor adventures and then look for a price point that matches that. And so I think, you know, talking about these other boot brands that we've mentioned, the Zamberlins, the Kenetrix, um, they're going to, they're going to make you more comfortable. I, based on their reviews, I can confidently say that it's probably going to be a very comfortable boot. It's probably going to keep you warm, keep you dry. Um, but it's just a price point. And, and I don't think that you will find, you'll run into that avoidable discomfort you know, in in every situation, how do I want to say this? <laughs> I don't think it's necessary to buy those expensive boots in certain hunting situations. I think that your feet will be just as comfortable with a $200 pair of boots as it would with a $600 pair of boots in certain hunting situations. For sure. If, if you were a weekend hunter and you just, you know, hike... A little bit here and there, and you like to drive around on your four-wheeler, I think that a a $200 pair of boots is going to be plenty for you. But I think that that $150, $200 pair of boots, if you're going a month in Alaska, (laughs) is probably not going to hold up, and you're going to run into that discomfort. For sure. And not saying that you can't have that $600 pair of boots on your four-wheeler, and they'll probably still be comfortable. So it's just kind of weighing out the situations that you're going to be in and, and what, what, what it's worth to you, you know, yeah. how, how much is it worth for my feet to be comfortable and kind of going into that, 
Thomas got a pair of these boots. I finally talked him into it. These lacrosse rubber boots. So it's, yeah, like I was saying earlier, lacrosse is kind of what I knew them as was these rubber boots. And this is an insulated one. This is like their heavy duty one. Um, 600 gram, 1600 gram insulation in and these th- boots. And they do have like an 800 gram option too. And they have a, yeah. a non-insulated one as well. They have a bunch of different ones. Yeah. But this is called Alpha Burley. Um, this is a 1600 gram one. And this is by far the warmest boot I've ever worn. This has kept my feet more comfortable in worse situations than any other boot ever has. And I've had them for a while now and they've held up really well. And some, super comfortable, yeah. super warm. I got to use mine for the first warm. time when we went um, ice fishing a couple weeks back. And so, I I mean, these boot, the boots are incredible. Like when I say that my feet actually were kind of hot, I'm not lying. And we were standing on 10 inches of ice fishing for perch. So I think that, um, I guess just a note to them is these boots definitely aren't designed for hiking around. They're more designed yeah, they're for... Big. Um, you know, getting into a tree stand, maybe if you're doing a late season whitetail hunt, um, and then just kind of sitting or something like what duck we, hunting, yeah, duck ice hunting, fishing. ice fishing, stuff that doesn't require a lot of hiking, a lot of walking, yeah. but worth every penny. Because like I said, with these other hunting boots, they're good and they serve their purpose when I need them. But <laughs> when it comes to snow, my feet would have been freezing. Ice oh, fishing. Yeah. Had I been wearing even my Danners, which I really like, with some thick socks, I still would have gotten cold. And with these boots that Ben showed, I was wearing just a regular pair of socks, nothing crazy thick, and my feet were toasty. Yeah. Just burning up almost. Yeah. They're they're incredibly warm. I would recommend them to anyone who gets cold feet easily and is planning on doing anything in the cold <laughs> you know yep. it's cold wet you can't find a better boot in my opinion i haven't found one you know and i've, I've gone through some different ones the sorels i ran for a while there was a cabela insulated rubber boot that i had for a while and those were pretty warm uh they weren't very durable they kind of cracked on me on on the rubber after like a year but yeah those alpha burleys talk about buying comfort yes i mean you, your feet will be <laughs> Toasty. The rest of you could be freezing, and your feet will be literally like toasty. It's like there's a, a foot warmer it's, in there. That's what it feels like. It yeah, feels like you've got like a feet. hot hands sitting in your boot. But yeah, yeah, I, those that was a very pleasant experience ice fishing with those. So yeah, I think that those would be your very late season type of boot yeah. if you're not if you're not going to be hiking around. Yeah, I agree. And yeah, there's a million different boots out there, guys. There's a million different reviews on boots. We're kind of coming to the end of this episode, I think. We've talked a lot about different boots. You're probably sick of hearing the word boot. But, yeah, just do your homework, guys. I just really think it boils down to what are you willing to pay for to keep you comfortable in the circumstance that you're going to be in. Weigh out what situation you're going to be in. Say, what is it going to take for me to be comfortable, and am I willing to spend the money on it? Yep. And then do your homework, read your reviews, find out what that what that is. And and I think that it's worth the investment 100 percent for sure. I think that I, I agree. I I would just say that the the boots is one thing that I think that for the longest time I didn't give enough credit to. I was very slow to be willing to spend more than 100 dollars on boots. But now that I've done it and I'm into some, you know, mid level type boots, they've 
they've made all the difference. So I would say that that's one area that's worth your time. Go try on a bunch of different boots. Try to figure out what's going to work for you. And then find a price point that's going to work for you. Because kind of like what we've basically covered today, there is a wide range of price points. You can find something for $50 that will probably work for you. But it's not going to outperform some of those other higher-end brands with a higher price tag. But, yeah, I think that pretty much concludes this episode. Give us a follow. uh, Recommend us to your friends. And uh, be sure to subscribe, and we will see you on the next episode of the Forgotten Outdoors podcast. Oh, and give us feedback. That's what this episode was brought to you by, was somebody's feedback. Somebody asked a question. Yep. Yep. Anyway. See ya.